the study of theology is the study of the word or the idea or the concept or the logic of God himself. Took me four years to read the Bible. I reckon I understand a great deal of it. Wasn't what I expected in some places. So I'm sad that we're not on the same page eschatologically. I wish Sam Storms and I were on the same page. Sam. So you believe in these kind of things? Let's just say I want to Well, I know where he was converted. He was converted on the toilet. That, I, I like that one. We're you would. To, you could say he was saying I was in the dumps, whatever. Just, well, which stall what? was he in? First John, second John, no, 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 third no, wait, John. Wait, wait. Let's let be careful here. He had bowel problems. He struggled with constipation. The argument among certain psychologists, he finally experienced relief with constipation, and in that moment of relief and deliverance, he suddenly I wasn't getting that graphic. <laughs> he suddenly, you know, had this breakthrough. Discussion. And all of his fetid guilt, he released. Welcome to the broadcast, folks. This is Theology Unplugged, and we are back with you this um, afternoon, evening, morning, uh, talking to you about questions. Now, I've been doing some Facebook questions, and uh, uh, some of you guys who are Facebook friends, you have seen the question. Can people see like these questions if they're not my friend on Facebook? I think if they follow you, or they can see the questions, but they so can't can follow interact. without being a friend. You can follow with, okay, there's two things. You can be a friend, you can follow, but you. I think you can still see the poll questions and the interaction even, but you can't comment unless you're either a friend or okay. a follower. So you can, the, the, you can only comment if you're a friend. I, there's a, or there's a follower. A, there's a limit on that, but you can see these questions. And so if you uh, go to my Facebook page, you can see some of these things, but I've been doing this for probably, gosh, six months, a little bit over six months, maybe even a year, I don't know. Uh, but a lot of different questions that uh, we have put out, and we're gonna, they've elicited a lot of good response. And as we have uh, uh, sat here and discussed among the Theology Unplugged clan, uh, we said, hey, why don't, we, why don't we start doing some sessions over some of these questions because not not only are the questions fun but the answers are interesting how people have responded in a general and i don't know how to describe my audience because in some sense i would say well this is a very conservative audience they're my friends right they're, they're theologically conservative but at the same time you can see a lot of progressiveness in people by some of the uh, poll questions and their answers to it. So definitely a Christian audience. Definitely an audience that sees themselves as Christian, right? Agree with that, guys? And um, definitely more on the conservative side. But uh, some of the questions that uh, uh, we have done, or I've done on the Facebook page. How you guys doing? How you good. Doing, oh, where, are we, is this, are we recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good to see you guys. <laughs> How are you? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm doing well, though. I mean, it's been um, a day or two. It's been about or several three months. months. <laughs> but it's good. Nice to see you. Good. good. And I'm looking at your poll yeah, questions okay. right now, and I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm really eager to, uh, to condemn many of the responses I see here publicly and by name. <laughs> not really. We will not mention any names of any of you out there who might have responded. Some of me listen, and they say, 
hey, I responded to that. I hope they don't take this opportunity to dog what I had to say, given that a podcast offers yeah, no we, we recourse. You can't actually to, respond. To read their comments. Yeah, because it helps us see where what people think. Yeah. And, and if we and, are... And know, ridicule their comments. Ridicule if appropriate. Okay, good. Well, um, should we just jump right into it here with the first question? Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at right here. The most recent one. Yeah, we're going to do the most recent one. Why don't you read it? Okay, the most recent question that you asked on here says the following. It's a question. It says, can you judge who is not a Christian by their works? In other words, when someone claims the name of Christ yet is not living up to that name, in our opinion, I don't know who our is, but just in anybody's opinion, do we have the right to assume they are not believers and treat them accordingly? Your two possible responses, because all of these are just yes/no answers. Yeah, yeah. There's only two. So on you say so. One response they could vote is yes. You know them by their fruits. The other one is no. Who are we to judge? And that's the option that people had. Of course, we can later. You can tell us, like the numbers. You know, yeah. Like, you know, yes, no, what did people say? But the real interesting thing, of course, is the actual long-form responses because people have the opportunity to not just to vote on it but to say what they think about it, Yeah. And which really ends up being a debate about it because yeah. people end up going back and forth, and you can tell how they voted by what they say. But for a lot of people, they don't like the fact that there are only two possibilities anyway. But I, I, do, I see, look, before ridiculing anybody, I give credit to a lot of these people when I read what they say. Obviously, there are all you got a lot of sharp tools in this uh, in this assortment here because a lot of people have a lot of uh, they ask you good questions or they ask good questions in general about about the question and I think I think a lot of this debate is worthwhile. Well, think of it this way: I mean, this is not uh, this is not something that is outside of the of the life life of any of us because we if you're a Christian and you've lived your Christian life for any time at all, you have people in your life where, especially in America, and especially in, uh, you know, Oklahoma, and maybe even especially in your family, you know, where you've grown up, and maybe especially even if you've brought up a family, and you have people that profess Christ, but you don't really know, you know, whether they're living up to it, or, or they're not... You know, you, you question in your mind, is that person really a Christian? I'm not sure whether that person's a Christian. You go, you go through all kinds of different ways. You go, you know, you, you can look at one person, and I can say some for some people I know, oh, I know that person for sure is a Christian. You know, definitely that person is a Christian, you know. I, I, I can see it, you know, here's why. And then another person, it's like, yeah, that, they're a Christian. And then another person, like, well, you know, I... I I think, I mean, I'm not sure, but I think so. And the other person, it's like, no, but, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like it, but, I mean, they say they are, you know. And it, it just goes through all kinds of, from the, on the scale of Like a those, spectrum of. Yeah, yeah. Only those that profess Christianity. There's this big spectrum of where you place any, where you place anybody. And it's like, okay, where where's the kind of. Is there a line where you say, well, you can't really place anybody past this line? Like a litmus test or, like what know. Like what actually defines someone as a Christian? And I, I don't know. I mean, sort maybe of one so. thing. Maybe I mean, there so. have been people who have, who have had sort of like a one or two question test 
right? Isn't this one of the things some Christians do? They say, I don't care what else you say or what else about you, but there's just this one thing. Yeah. And if you don't meet this one, my one special criterion, yeah. you're out. But then, but then the debate is like, well, why is your criterion the one? Why is this the be-all and the end-all question? Well, here, let me give you a really good example. Okay, I'm not going to name any names on this, but um, I've got somebody that wants me to do their wedding coming up. And they, they came to me with a dilemma. And, and it's actually uh, their family, uh, two of their family members, or one, one of their family members who is marrying somebody. And she doesn't know whether either one of them are Christian, but she thinks one of them is. Right. She's not sure, though. And so she says, um, I want you to do the wedding. But the problem is, I don't know, you know, about the other one. I think mine is. I think my uh, uh, person is, but I... I don't know about the other one. And so um, she wants me to sit down with them. And I say, okay, here's the deal. Here, here's the only thing I can do. And, and I've done this for a long time, ever since I've uh, been ordained and uh, done a, a lot of weddings, uh, done about 40 different weddings and had to sit down with people and try to figure out how to do this. Because you wonder if I was at Stonebrook Community Church, we used to do weddings of people and I didn't know these people whenever they'd come in. Uh, that it was such a big church, they would say, hey, let's, uh, we, we want to do a wedding. And they would put it off to the pastor that was in line, the next pastor that was in line. And so they would come in, and I would sit them down individually, right? And the only thing I could do at that point was ask them a couple of questions. And I would say, okay, you've got to come in to me for counseling. But first, I have to counsel you each by yourselves. And I'm going to ask you some questions. And they come in, and I say, tell me about who Christ is to you. you know, they start talking to me. And I say, who is Christ and what has he done? And if they get those two questions right, and then I go to the next person and they get those questions right, that's about as far as I can go. You know, I can't really go through and say, how many times have you been to church? And, you know, uh, how much have you given to the poor? And uh, how... So how uh, you so know, it's kind of coming down first and foremost to fundamental beliefs. Yeah, that's right. And I think that that's I think clear from Scripture. First and foremost, it's what you believe. Yeah, and then what you believe comes through in how you live. But I couldn't. Ask but there's no way questions. to assess how they live in a 20, 30 minute meeting. Even if meeting. I could, I mean, even if I could, I don't have those kind of questions because I don't know what the litmus test of how you live is right. I know what you believe is right but I don't know what those good questions are for all right every Christian just like every Christian will believe this here's what every Christian will do and what every Christian won't do and so that's the only thing I could do at the end and I get and I tell people um, as long as they both get these questions right then I'll marry you but if one person gets questions right one person gets questions wrong I won't marry you that was it and that's what it comes but are down we, to are we though talking about two different things here because your question, the way you put it, sounds like what you're asking is, okay, among, among those of you who we all would agree on the basics and we would all have the doctrine pretty closely down and correct, mm -hmm. can you judge in that pool of people who might not really be truly committed who may have never actually you know meant to be a christian who may have never actually died to themselves and you know followed christ in a real way 
even if they're even if what they they could pass your test they could give you the right answer that's what your question sounds like it's asking because of their fruits you know like well they, how they actually live reveals something else versus the theological question of whose beliefs who by virtue of their beliefs are in and who by virtue of their getting it wrong are out because i mean we've encountered both because you know on the one hand for example on the one hand when i lived in utah well i would have people who would ask me do you think i'm a christian well a lot of those people would live pretty good lives they didn't have a whole lot of i mean some of them i think were were very upstanding people so by in terms of moral fruits and so on you'd say oh wow you you know you do display pretty good fruits but of course their ideas and their the doctrinal beliefs they hold are all screwy on the other hand in the bible belt here i would meet people who probably have been let's say they've been to a church that taught them pretty clearly the truth and they kind of have that down but they give a sense they don't it. care about it they don't they, it means nothing to them it, it has no effect on their lives their choices so don't you think these are these they're these two questions are related in the in both cases you're asking is this person truly a christian but for different reasons right and the yes, fruits yes. thing makes it sound like you're asking about the first one it's so hard the because theology. the question there's so many loaded things in there it's like can we judge? Okay, what do you mean by judge? Do you mean like right. you're being judgmental? Do you mean you're making a decision? Or do you mean you're making an internal kind of assessment? Like you you're con- or is it a judgment of content? Well, essentially, oh, yeah, in, in church, are, are you making a What you're saying ch- is can judgment? you discern? That's what you're that's saying. That's what you should that's be saying. That's not what I'm saying necessarily. When you say can, can you judge someone by That's the- what it can be, though, for sure. I mean, gosh, there's so much to it. It's like can you judge in a church setting? Right, you have to to yeah. some you, to some degree. Evidently, Paul thought we could. Can you judge in a personal setting? Can you judge in a in a? Evidently, in a Paul where, thought we could. I, I mean, I, and I'm just saying all these different settings is what I'm talking about. Can can you judge this, and, and to what degree can you judge it? Are you judging whether they're a Christian or not, or whether or not they're just acting out? To uh, the best of your ability, with limited knowledge. Of, I mean, what I mean is that you're not omniscient and can't know well, their... Well, let's put it a different way. I'm, I'm trying to make it very, keep it kind of more personal here because I think I had more personal things in mind whenever I wrote this and it seems more like, you know, uh, church type stuff. It's more like, it's more like, can you, can you, uh, do you have reason to worry over certain people? That are your friends and stress, I worry stress. I mean, it's like you're 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 going through a difficult time over them, and you can't. It's hard for you because yes, they say they're Christian, but gosh, they don't do this, 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 and this, and and you're like, I I got it in my mind. I'm just stressed out over it, right? I'm I judge them not to be a Christian because they have not lived up to to these things. Yes. Yeah. And now I don't know what to do in my life with them. I knew, I don't know how to place them. And you're not really inviting them into personal fellowship, but you're not really rejecting them. And you're kind of there in this limbo of, of this state of worry well, what, and, and, and love for sure, because you love them, but you don't know well, how to Well, do you think scripture in. offers a solution to that, advice on that at all? Do you think there's any clear... I, I do in some sense. But instruction I, it, in Scripture on how we're to interact with I, I do, but people I think, like I that. I think whenever I see the clear instruction in one place, I see another place that makes me uh, abandon it. 
like, okay, like what's the examples? Well, the clear and non-clear. I would, I would look at in the, uh, uh, the whenever Paul's talking to the church at Corinth, mm-hmm. and he's talking about um, uh, do not are even we eat, not, are, eat are, with you such. Know, people on the outside of the church. We're not to judge. Is it not the people on the inside yeah. of the right, church right. we are to judge? I mean, use those sure. words, right? Yeah. Now I look at and that if they and I say, this what does that this mean? this and that. Do yeah. not even eat with, if they claim to be a brother. Yeah, yeah, and do these things. Then do not yeah, even eat. Yeah, but I don't eat. think don't he's saying don't judge at all. I think he's saying you you judge differently. We judge the outsider as simply non-believing and simply you the, know the, reprobate. We have low expectations for them. And that judgment's already made, like just by virtue of who, well, who, what John, human beings John are. John three seventeen. That's right. That's right. You know, you stand. You're you condemned already. But then we judge each other as believers more with, with a finer lens to say, you know, you, brother, ought not be acting that way. Are yeah. You, you um, shouldn't think in such a way or know, act in such a unfortunately, way. Unfortunately, yeah. though, I think Michael's attitude, though, is this is coming from the, a good place. You're saying, look, it's because I love this person and I care. One of our unfortunate realities, though, is that the world and a lot of people, they hear the word when you, at, when you say, you know, judging. Should we judge? And... Carrie says, that just means discern. This doesn't have to be negative. You're right. Yeah. But what will people actually think they hear? And one of your commenters says this, and I like this. There's a comment on your question. It says, discernment includes judging, but condemning is, a, is another thing. Well, it's not entirely another thing, but, it, but there is a spectrum of judging. Sometimes judging sounds like condemnation, doesn't it? But some people think that all of it's condemnation. So some people think that if you say to your friend, you know, um, I'm just concerned about this person's life and their soul and everything, they think you're saying, I think you're a terrible rotten sinner and I am pointing the finger at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it has to be because we all know this in the Bible Belt especially, some people foolishly just assume things. You can assume the worst about someone. Well, how dare you assume someone's not a Christian? We all do it, by the way. There's nobody that doesn't make this judgment. Every Christian makes this judgment about people internally, even if you don't say it out loud. You will wonder about people. I mean, this is just normal, well, right? You can't you ha- not do You it. have to. I mean, it, that's a component of, of the gospel, too. Like, when you're speaking with someone, who, even if they've claimed Christ, and then you start talking about things, it, it can come, it, it can, what starts as a theological discussion between two yeah. professing believers could turn into an evangelical moment. Do you are you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, where you're evangelizing. But I'm saying we've all heard, and, and yeah, we, how many times? So you have, have to kind of discern those. A things. counselor or a pastor, you know, someone comes, someone someone brings. Let's say someone brings their their 22 year old kid in to sit in front of you. You know, you're a pastor, and they say the mama goes to the church, and the kid you you've seen around a few times, and the mother says. Just tell him how he needs to come to church more because, you know, my boy, I know my boy's a good Christian because, you know, when he was seven, yeah, you know, when he did the blah, blah. And, but so I know he is. So he just if you can just, you need to just get him to come to church more. But what the minister wants to say is, look, lady, the boy, the boy's problem isn't that he's a Christian not acting right. Your boy he's is a reprobate. Your boy right needs to repent he, and become he's a believer. He's not acting right because <laughs> yeah. he's not a Christian. Your boy, yeah, and and that now that sounds harsh. And Mama may not like it and may say, oh, "Why? How dare you?" But no. he's just go. You know, we can only go by what we see. We're not trying to read minds and thoughts and hearts. And I used to say this even, like I said, when when my you know Mormon associates would say to me, "So, what do you think about me?" I would always want to say, "Well, I would always depersonalize it." I don't know you. 
But I know you tell tell me what you believe and how you live, and I can judge that. That stuff's subjective. I'm not trying to do a Freudian assessment. I'm not trying to peer through your eyeballs into your brain and say, "Here's you. I know you." I'm not. I'm not. I'm not some kind of clairvoyant. I'm not like that guy. Who was the guy who had the cult back in the early American times? One of the many cults. One of the cult leaders would walk down the street, and as you walked past him. Or when he met you, if he addressed you as brother, you were elect. But if he did not address you as brother, you were not yeah, elect. Yeah. So it's like, we're not trying to do that because yeah. we don't know that kind of thing. Yeah. But but it, as you said, though, there are biblical precedents, plenty of them. And they often come in the form of warnings. I mean, hey, wheat and tare, sheep and goat. Paul says they went out from us, they were not of not us. I don't think Paul was reading minds and hearts either. But I think there's an objective way that you look at actual stuff. Like, here's what you actually said you believe. You actually said that you believe that there are six or seven gods and reincarnation, whatever you came up with. Uh, that's you. Just, you believe in something different. So clearly, mm. I can judge that that doctrine because that's an objective thing. Well, it, as but well again, as it, has, it always comes down to the same thing. It's easy if you got two sheets of paper and you shot up, put on one sheet. What you believe in the other one, what you do, it's always easy to judge based upon what you believe. You know, I, I can do that. I sit down mm -hmm. with people that I'm counseling. But if, what do you believe? I put those two things down there. But I don't know what to put on the what do you do list. And Paul doesn't help me that much. Paul may say the stuff oh, in 1 Corinthians. He shows what you do and what he you don't do. He may show me stuff in 1 Corinthians and say, hey, Jesus we are shows judge what we should people. do and don't do. Okay, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. But I can look at somebody's life. That may be a Christian, and they may be a lot better Christian, but they're not doing the things that I would think they should be doing. It's not whether it's what we think thing. they should be doing, and ultimately, okay, yeah, it's what Scripture right. indicates right. that they should it, be doing. But is it the is it the completeness of what they should be doing, or just uh, parts of what they should be doing in Scripture? Well, I mean, that's are, are if any they're of us at least doing everything. No, obviously not. Wait a minute. I am. I want parts, you guys to know that I what am. What parts are we supposed to be doing? We should all and strive to do all. How do you judge? Because you're if I'm doing 10 percent right now and somebody else is doing another 10 percent they're going to judge me by their 10 percent. well 10 percent's a tithe you're good yeah. no <laughs> i don't think it's like that i mean i really don't i think that that no, we can th look this at this is how it always happens it always happens you will judge people based upon your personal experience that you have already had in christ and how i don't God think it always Spirit, happens that oh, way oh it does it does inevitably Everybody judges according to the way in which God has moved in their lives. And then they look at somebody else and they say, well, whenever I became a Christian, God rescued me from drinking, rescued me from this, rescued me from that. And then at first, no, no, I'm just saying at first, this is how it goes. At first, you look at the outside world and at the outside world, you see somebody else who didn't quit drinking whenever they became a Christian or didn't quit smoking whenever they became a Christian, then you say, they're not Christians. And I've seen this, you know? I mean, I mean, I see mm -hmm. it everywhere. And then and then maybe you mature a little bit, but what does that maturing look like? Well, it's okay because I'm not going to judge them according to my standards. You judge people then according what to standards Scripture. Now? Scripture. Okay, but what, the entirety of it? Yes. Okay, so and now you try, I do include. You have to. I'm, of course, it's the. Well, no, but what I'm saying but, is. But wait a minute, wait a minute. It's scripture a difference between. Don't get drunk. Michael, and this drunk. is interesting because this maybe should be the next thing that we do the lordship issue versus free grace. Because this is what it is kind of sounding like here because it's like. 
like is there any evidence whatsoever in someone's life that they have had a change of affection from self to christ which is the lordship position that they hate they that that change of affection towards their own sin um and, and shifting in that towards a love of christ that's and recognizing his position. well that's the lordship position i don't know what the free grace position is then um but the thing is the lordship position is that and that there it's going to be evidenced in their life and that's the the i guess maybe the dividing line My between not, lordship well, and that the evidence i'm saying what evidence give me a list uh, Carrie. what things will change I would think that you would have, um, you would want to know more about Christ. You would okay, demonstrate. You would want to know more. How, you would want to. Show me. Well, you, does that mean going to church? I think so. Okay, so when people uh, something church, or some indication church. wanting to be. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. So wait, uh, wait. May, I'm maybe go I'm going to finish. Maybe not. I'm going to finish. No, see, this either or thinking does not help anything. It, it, it is. I'm, I'm not saying to get a list going. This page. No, because it's not. You have to make new ones. Well, well, you if you're that, forcing page, everything into this rationalistic framework. It's irrational. Or you don't. But then, Michael, th to have this rationalistic framework is ultimately irrational because what I'm saying is there's going to be some indication of a movement towards wanting to be around the people of God, wanting to know more about God. So you're you're probably going to see people, new converts, wanting to hang around Christians more. You probably. Okay, so probably. Or so probably or, is not a very good or, one for me. Well, or well, why? But, but what if why not? does it have so to be? Probably it means maybe not, right? No, I'm saying more than likely. There's some indication. What I'm saying it's like let's say here's the pool of an indication that people have had a change in affection from self to Christ. They want to know more about Jesus. They want to hang around people that love Jesus. They want and that they may not go to church initially. They may not have a church to go to. But they may, you may find them like looking for stuff online, you know, listening to podcasts. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a whole I think what you're spectrum of here, things what that you're people can here choose. Is right and wrong. And here's what's right about it is that you're saying it's not that easy. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, saying you are. that you're, you're saying you're saying I'm saying that there's some indication, Michael, of fruit in people's lives. You I just don't now see, said it's not an either or, and it's not that easy. Just a minute ago, and I think you're right there. I know what I'm saying. It well, you're saying that it either is or it either isn't. And I'm saying no. That in in uh, in some sense, yes. No, no, is, I'm not saying that. Michael, I'm saying, is I, there going to be evidence in a new convert's life? Yes or no? Yes, How about definitely. That? I, I think okay. so. Okay. Well, then, but, what is the evidence? I don't know. That's what he says. No. Okay. That's why I don't know. Well, and, and you may never. And first of all, I don't think the the I don't think the belief side of the ledger is quite as cut and dry and easy as you say. I mean, there I've I've sometimes wondered about people who you know, let's say they. Yeah, they mostly have it right, but hey, when you, if you were to continue to probe them, describe how the Trinity, the whole thing, they might give you a, a construction that's a little screwy. Yeah, and they're gonna, they're, they, but so they're going to want to know. Even that's not, even that's not yeah. like uh, that, but perfectly clear. But when you start to say, list for me, well, the very first thing, notice the very first thing listed, well, you'll well, I go to church. Uh, then the next, that just leads, though, to another, a more refined question. How often? And then, so, and I think you're going to get to some point where, come on, you won't be able to answer it. And as sure, even as sure as we said that we have scripture where there are sheep and there are goats and there are wheat and there are tares, I also think there, there are scriptures fruit, that there, indicate. There's good fruit, there's bad fruit. I think there are also scriptures that indicate that you don't really know yet with a lot of people which is why you sometimes have those passages and i think you see this in paul like you three see in hebrews about too. three times you see a place where it says you are 
He talks about what you are. You we you are in him, you do belong if, if. you hold fast to the end. Like in yeah. other words, I I'm, I'm not persevere. gonna be a hundred percent sure about you till the race is over. Yeah. Only your final but ultimate it, perseverance is is a hundred percent. In that it's hold fast in your beliefs till the end. Well, I don't. Well, no, no. In Hebrews, it is definitely well, hold okay, fast. Okay, it is hold fast to your beliefs. Right, but see, right. That's the thing. And aberrant beliefs ultimately manifest themselves in aberrant deeds. And I know this with quite a few people that were professing Christians and solid and very, I mean, even very sophisticated in their line of theological thinking, but they departed from it in their lifestyle, and then out came the weirdness and the hair and I can just in recent times I could name about five different people that have been very close to me that that's happened to but I think this is a good cutting off point maybe the next thing that we can cover because it ties into this is the lordship thing maybe not maybe maybe we'll talk about something else altogether but for this we're done any parting words can we judge rightly? There's the question. If only you know the, the answer. If, that if only I knew the quote by heart, I'd 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 throw down the uh, the Bonhoeffer quote about what you know that paragraph where cheap grace is the grace we bestow on ourselves. I'm quoting it. I found it here. Cheap grace is the grace we bestow on ourselves. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. Grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Huh? Was he Lordship Salvation? Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying Theology Unplugged, let me tell you about some of the other resources we have available. Visit us online at credohouse.org and browse over 2,000 articles on everything from the Crusades to gay marriage. Sign up for email updates and get the latest news, event announcements, and special deals before anyone else. Connect with us on social media. Just search Credo House on Twitter and Facebook. And you can always email us at theologyunplugged at credohouse.org. We want you to be part of the Credo community. Please partner with us in making theology accessible and pushing back the intellectual attack on Christianity. Thank you.